Broadcasting to you from the Valley Preferred Cycling Center, this is the Talk the T-Town podcast where we discuss all things track cycling. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. My name is Andrew Paradowski, and I'll be your host today. This is Talk of the T-Town podcast, a regular chat show where we talk about all things track cycling, but especially here in Trexler Town, Pennsylvania, at the T-Town Velodrome, the Valley Preferred Cycling Center. Today we are here with racer, young racer Dylan Bibbick from Canada, uh, who has had an inauspicious career uh, starting from a very young age and rising to the ranks to become one of the uh, world's top uh, track cyclists and certainly not doing too badly on the road as well. He's gone from a local rider in youth races all the way up to being on a pro team. Uh, Dylan, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm not too bad. We're, we're super happy to have you here. Uh, Dylan is here as part of our UCI racing block. We've got uh, four UCI races happening here in the month of June in 2022, while the last one's in July. Um, and he's been here for the uh, the entire block and uh, looking forward to completing the last one, which is coming up in just a couple of days now, uh, collecting some points and uh, looking to uh, to improve his status. And of course, win some of the cash that we have on offer here today. So um, before we get to that, I just wanted to uh, talk to you a bit about your history, where you came from, uh, where you went, how uh, long it took to get here, the sort of trials and tribulations of uh, what it uh, what it took to, to rise to the point where you uh, where you are today so so tell me and our audience how did all of this start um i guess i was about nine or eight years old and i just really loved riding my bike so i asked my dad uh could i have a racing bike to go enter races and i guess uh he just didn't really know what racing was so he looked up racing bike and bought like the like first one on kijiji that would fit me and uh I showed up to my first race and I got, uh, I think, third or second, and I really enjoyed it, and I liked the feeling of doing well, so I kept going with it. Right on. Um, as uh, some of you listeners will know, uh, I'm also from uh, Canada. Uh, Dylan and I are from the same part uh, near Toronto, and uh, I actually think I was there at that first race uh, when you and your family showed up. Uh, I think it might have been the Newmarket race, um, in uh, the Newmarket Eagles race, the youth race. Yeah, my first proper road race, that yeah. was it, yeah. And uh, I remember having a chat with your dad about it and uh, saying, like, you know, exactly what you just said, you know, like, hey, we're new to this whole thing. What do we do? Where do we go? So, um, you know, you've you've got this career now where, where you're you're certainly on the rise. And, you know, there's been a lot of people who have been involved in, in that from coaches to, uh, you know, the Cycling Federation and, and all the other different people who have helped you get here. Uh, I'll lay a little bit of claim to, to, to say, I'll, you know, I. I discovered you <laughs> after having gone to that first race and told you where to where to start your journey. But of course, that was it. That's all I have. Uh, everybody, there's been a lot of people helping you along your way. So, so tell us a little bit about that. Like after that first race, uh, like what uh, what kept you going? Like what was the uh, like? We, did you get the bug? Uh, did you want to like? What was your sort of motivation after that first race? Uh, yeah, like uh, I remember after that race, like you said, you recommended me to go to uh, midweek cycling, and. Uh, I did their Monday night learn to race program, and that took me like up a step in my racing, you could say, and uh, it made me uh, understand it a lot more, and uh, it developed me really well. I, uh, yeah, it was good. So you started off with road cycling, uh, but that uh, isn't uh, your big passion now. I would say your big passion would be track. Is that right? 
Yeah, I'm definitely better at track. Well, we've certainly seen some of your action here uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, you've certainly put on a, a couple of clinics here in, in the Omnium and uh, in the Madison races with, uh, with Mateus when he's down here with you as well. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, you definitely are really good at that, at track cycling. So, but where did that, uh, where did that come from? Like, uh, I mean, I know when, uh, if you started, I guess it was back in the early tens, uh, there were no real velodromes in Ontario at that point. Where, where did it go from there? Well, I guess when I was like that age, I probably rode like the track in London, Ontario once or twice, but what really, uh, started it for me in 2015, they completed the Madame National Cycling Center for the Pan Am Games. And that's when I really started the riding the track a lot and consistently and I had my own bike. And uh, I remember they had like really good programming for me back then. And I was just riding with like a lot faster people, which really encouraged me to like, uh, like keep going and like always wanted to beat the next fastest guy, the next fastest guy until I get up there. Right on. So they built the velodrome in 2015. That was seven years ago. And, uh, Last year, so six years after you started riding the uh, the cathedral in Milton, Ontario, um, you had the opportunity to ride at Junior World Championships. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, Junior Championships was uh, really interesting. I was uh, mostly, I didn't really properly train for it. I was in uh, Belgium most of the time, so I didn't actually ride a track like five months before going. I just... Uh, use my general knowledge of the track and fitness from the road. And uh, I showed up in Cairo, Egypt. And uh, I guess I signed up for as like, many races I possibly could. Like I was doing the Kieran, uh, the Omnium, the elimination race and points race, the one I won. And uh, it was just like a good experience. I found the deeper into racing I got, the faster I got and the like more I got back into the track cycling. I think it was really good that I got to go and I'm very happy. Well, I'm sure you were being able to uh, jump up onto the top of the podium and put the rainbow stripes on. Tell us about that. What did that feel like the moment that you got to go on the podium in front of the entire world and put on what would ostensibly be one of your biggest, uh, if not uh, top, uh, top five career goals uh, as a cyclist? Yeah, it was definitely, it felt really good in the moment. Uh, probably one of the coolest feelings having it handed to me on just before I go up to the podium but uh, I always wanted like I always want the next thing the next thing until I'm the best in the world out of elites so what is the next thing for you then um, next thing for me would be uh, this T-Town race and then I go to Pan American Championships and uh, my goal is to win the Omnium there and then uh, I want to win nationals for track for Canada and then go to Worlds, and then I want to get a medal at the Omnium in Elite Worlds. Those are uh, some pretty impressive goals you have there. And, uh, you know, judging by the way that you've been racing, they, uh, they're they not out of the realm of possibility, that's for sure. Um, now, have you noticed uh, Canada not being, you know, one of the bigger cycling nations in the world, uh, that as you are starting to branch out internationally, uh, how do you find the shift in the caliber of the racers that you have to compete against? Um, it's definitely different from racing Canada. Like when I race in Canada, I honestly get like a little bored in the races and kind of like toy with the race a little, but here I have to like, actually like pay attention and, uh, like in the Omnium, it's like, I like, it's very, you have to be very patient 
especially in the last points race. Like if I were to just go out and win the first like five sprints, then someone could attack me and I might not be able to follow. Right. So you're also riding for a, uh, a development under 23 team. Uh, that's uh, Premier Tech. Yep. Uh, how did that come about? How did you get to uh, to get on that team? Uh, I guess my I had some okay res road results last year, and with uh, I guess uh, the like one of the directors, Kevin Fields, uh, he contacted me about the team, and uh, it was it's a really great opportunity for me, and I got, got a really good block of road racing this spring, in training, and it, it's definitely like showing this part, half of the season. I guess my endurance is just uh, compared to what it was before is, is so much better. Very cool. All right. I'm going to hit you with, uh, some rapid fire questions. Sounds good. Uh, favorite bike race. Ooh, that's a hard question. Like favorite bike race I've ever done or favorite bike race I've ever had, like recurring. All right. All right we'll split it into two. What, what's the favorite of race of yours to do? Like style of race? Um, I guess where I have the most fun would be like at the end of an Omnium in a points race where I can just like, uh, like, just like really like mess up the field and like put big gaps into people. Cool. Uh, what about favorite, uh, big international race, uh, road track, whatever, anything, uh, junior worlds was cool, but here's pretty cool too. I mean, it's cool to win in the elite field and it's good to know where I stand. Favorite bike racer. Or your hero? Uh, whew. I guess Steve Bowers always, I've always looked up to him as a, one of the, probably the best Canadian cyclist of all time. Or, uh, but right now it's like maybe Mark Cavendish. He's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, favorite bike? Favorite bike I've ever ridden or like? Yeah. Ooh. It, it sounds weird, but my favorite bike I've ever, like if I could only have one bike, it's just like, uh, like a fun bike I use at my house. Like I probably, in all honesty, it's probably the bike I have the most kilometers on. Like I'll go do training all day at the track, then I'll come home and hang out with my friends and ride that bike around for another 15 kilometers every night just for fun. Nice. Um, I have it on a good authority that you also know how to ride a unicycle. Yeah, I had a unicycle phase for a while. I haven't, like I'll, the only time these days I really ride unicycles is if like a guest comes over and they're like, oh, unicycle. And I'm like, yeah, I can ride it. What's the uh, craziest thing you've ever done with a unicycle, like race-wise or event-wise? Uh, I got okay at like tricks, like I could do like 360s and like jump off things. But besides that, I don't know. I don't think I've ever done any crazy unicycle events. No, I could have sworn I heard somewhere that you entered a race like Paris Dancaster on a, on a on a unicycle. No, I showed up to the midweek cycle cross once on a Is unicycle. That what it was? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do cross as well? Uh, just mostly just for the bike handling skill. I'm not very good at it. Uh, but yeah, I'd say it's one of the more important things to do as a track and road cyclist because the skills on the track bike has, have saved me in a lot of road races. Um, so actually that's an interesting point because a lot of people say that it's good to have a diversity of skill, uh, when it comes to, uh, to cycling and then also other sports. Are there any other sports that you like to do in your, uh, in your spare time? Uh, these days, not so much. I, uh, like I said, like most of my free time when I'm around is just riding my bike for fun. Like I'm gotten pretty good at doing tricks. Like I, I can wheelie forever. I can like do tricks while wheeling. It, it's one of my things I like to do. Okay. So let's go back to uh, 
sort of the beginning again and talk a bit about your history. You know, there's a lot of uh, youth out there who, you know, they start riding a bike and they they all have dreams and aspirations of, you know, turning pro or going to Worlds or, you know, getting up, you know, development teams, national teams, all that kind of stuff. Uh, what would you say to someone, like, if you could, you know, go back and you talk to 12-year-old Dylan and said, like, you know, what are the things that are important to know about that journey if, if, if you know, you become successful enough and you've got the talent and skill to go there? Uh, I guess just, like, at a young age, I think it's, like, most important just to learn the, like, learn tactically everything. I think that's why I, I'm also pretty good on the track. I think I'm, I like to think I'm tactically better than most people along with my power so it's really good important to teach kids at the young age all the little tricks and stuff and then uh, always like uh, just uh, I don't know like keep motivated I guess but that's uh, or I, I'd say maybe at a young age don't take it too seriously just do it for fun that's what I would think and then looking to, toward the future, uh, so you just, I, I guess you just finished high school recently. Um, yeah. And uh, so you're looking to uh, take a few years off and see where this pro thing goes then? Yeah, I mean, I really, I, I'm banking on going pro or making a living out of cycling. Cool. Well, you certainly have the skill set to, uh, uh, to to take a good run at it. That's, uh, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so a lot of this, especially when you're a young racer, uh, depends on on having parents that are, are at least committed uh, to to helping you if not being involved uh, can you tell me a little bit about that like have your parents been involved in your uh, uh, in your career and, and and how they helped you yeah I'm very thankful for my parents they do uh, everything a lot for me like uh, they always get me like drive me to the races I need to be at they get me like the little things like if like a part breaks on my bike my parents will help me get a new part or uh, just being supportive and things like that. Oh, very cool. All right, let's do another rapid fire. Let's find out a little bit more about Dylan, Dylan the guy. So, uh, favorite movie? Oh, uh, uh, it's a hard question. Maybe like Star Wars? Star Wars, the whole thing, or do you have a specific one? Oh, episode three. Episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, what about music? What kind of music are you into? Oh, I like uh, Oliver Tree. Okay. He's like, uh, I liked him before he was cool. He's, he's gotten very popular, but I, I always like listening to his music. Do you listen to it when you train? Yeah, I, it's good to hype me up before races and stuff. Uh, video games? Uh, uh, I played a lot of Fortnite. Not so much anymore, but it was mostly just during the pandemic. I had nothing better to do. These days, I don't really play too many video games. Okay. Um, and then what would you like to do in your spare time? Oh, I uh, just ride my bike around for fun, like wheelie and just hang out with my friends. Nice. So you mentioned the pandemic there. How do you feel like that has affected your cycling career? Uh, I don't think too much. Like I, I got enough training throughout the pandemic. I, I, re I really like 2020 the year. It was like uh, probably the like one of the better years of like it was probably the most entertaining year of my life like I got like I consistently trained enough to keep my fitness and I got to do like there was no stress with racing so I could go do like I could go bike packing or I could go like just camping and like do a bunch of crazy things without having to like focus on racing it was entertaining oh, I'm sure it was 
but now that it's over we're back to it and yeah you know we're super glad to have you down here in in t-town and like we said we've got one more race coming up this weekend and uh, uh i'm gonna guess that uh your your focus will be again once again on the omnium and uh also the uh the big madison right we got the big madison points coming up now uh you're riding the madison as well yeah i'm riding with uh riley pickerel okay yeah okay. so you're gonna change it up a little bit so yeah yeah we hear that uh, team canada's coming down in big force this weekend so it should be really interesting and uh, uh once again i'm sure you will uh, you'll put on a good show for us so uh so thanks dylan for for coming in and uh, sitting down with us uh for our podcast here i Sure, our listeners were, were thrilled to, to learn a bit more about you, and uh, I'm sure we'll be watching your career with, with some keen interest. Uh, before we go, is there anything else you want to uh, say or give a shout out to somebody? Or uh, I guess just the track. It's like such good racing here. I such a pretty really deep field. I if haven't not enjoyed a race here. I, I love it. Thank you. Very cool. Well, folks, that was Dylan Bibbick from Canada, who's down here for our UCI racing block, uh, a young phenom uh, who has uh, done really well so far. And uh, like we said, a career that we're uh, really going to be watching with some interest. So uh, join us again uh, next time as uh, we continue interviewing riders who have come down here uh, to join us for our UCI block. My name is Andrew Paradowski, uh, today's host for Talk of the T-Town. And thank you for listening, and we'll see you all soon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Talk of the T-Town podcast. If you like what you heard, please rate us and leave a comment on wherever you consume your podcasts. To find out more on this week's guest, head on over to our website, thevelodrome.com, to check out the show notes and subscribe so you never miss an episode.